0: Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and guys, just a quick reminder that every month, every month on the first Monday of the month, we have our 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk chats. If you want to join us over there, just go to 40 Plus Men's Chats. Always a good time, always good conversations, always talking about those things that us guys should be talking about that we are not. And speaking about stuff that we are talking about or not talking about, sometimes I feel like we get into this space as guys where we don't use our minds, we abuse our bodies, and then we wonder why we can't be better at who we are. And I got really, really super lucky to meet today's guest through another organization that I work for and she's a speaker. She is a health and happiness strategist. She does, oh yeah, and you notice I'm saying she, so don't freak out, guys. Yes, there's a woman in the house today, so just get over it already, um, but she does a lot of great stuff on helping individuals really like get themselves in that better being space of mind, and I thought, this is the time of year that we're knocking on the door, even though it's COVID, knocking on the door to the holidays, and everything can go to hell in a handbasket if we aren't watching what we're doing. So I thought it'd be a really great time to bring my friend Michelle Zellner on board and have a little conversation of how do we get ourselves to being in a better mind, a better body, and a better being. So um, it's all yours, Michelle. I'm going to shut up and welcome you and say you take over from here, Okay.
1: Wow. Well, thank you, Rick. I have to say I am the lucky one to have intersected with you. It's really been my pleasure getting to know you. And and thank you for inviting me onto your show.
0: Of course. Um, I'm excited yeah. about this because I feel like there's so much going on in life right now. We won't go into all the details because everybody's living at COVID, politics, weather changes, all this sort of stuff. And I know for me personally, I'm like, no, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I know it's all bullshit. I'm like, my body is just like, you know? So one of the things that I know that helps me though, is just every day, like, okay, what can I do better for me? How can I show up better in the world? And then after I got to know you a little bit, I love the better being piece. And so let's kind of just dive in like, As you do this work, let's kind of go back a little bit. What brought you to this work? Because I know there's some reasons that you got to better being. So give us a little short intro of why Michelle is doing this kind of work.
1: Yeah. So I think we all do go on our own journey of sorts. And certainly I've been on mine for quite a while, um, after, uh, you know, a great childhood and and uh, involving myself in some sports and then going off to college and living life, I definitely uh, embodied the unhealthy lifestyle, <laughs> um, whether it was, you know, through food choices or just not getting enough sleep or um, just engaging in behaviors that are really not going to allow a human being to thrive, yeah. that of course, led to some outcomes I wasn't super pleased with. And it came to a point where I had to make a decision about the trajectory of my life. And I knew that if I didn't make some pretty significant changes in the daily choices I was making, that outcome, maybe five, 10, 20 years from then was definitely not going to be pleasant. So I decided to dive in and do the hard work. And that really is what it is. It's hard work to be healthy. Um, and it never ends. Mm-hmm. And everybody's hard is a little different. Yep. So my mission, my, my business is called Better Beings. And that really is my, my primary passion is to just help people. Be better human beings, whatever that means, physically, mentally, emotionally. And, you know, through my educational background, as well as my own personal experience, as well as now 25 years of working with people, um, my goal is to to just inform and hopefully inspire people to take control of their health, take control of their choices, and hopefully make their journey a little bit easier, maybe shorter than mine was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm
0: makes so much sense. You know, I was with a group of friends over the weekend and a bunch of guys, all guys. And we were at a little cider bar. We we have these meetups like once every month, every couple of weeks. And we meet up and I hadn't seen a lot of the guys that showed up in a couple of months, probably more than a couple. And everybody showed up with a little more fluff on their body. (laughs) And then people were like, well, you put on some weight but you haven't put on as much as the rest of us. And I said, because I'm trying to continue to be active. I can't let what's going on hold me back, push me into a place where I'm not being active. And they're like, well, yeah, but you don't have the gym to go to. I said, "Uh, well, let's see. There's outside, there's hiking, there's walking, there's, you know, there's all, well, I know, but that's it. one guy actually said, but that takes a lot of effort. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'd had enough to drink at that point where I'm like, yeah, whatever. I was just like, I don't care what I say right now. But I said, everything in life takes effort, buddy. And if you want it bad enough, you'll do it. And I think that's probably one of the things you do come up against the most, right? Is people like, oh, but this is so hard.
1: Oh, I hear that multiple times a day. And one of the mantras I've adopted is it's hard now or harder later. And you truly get to choose. You really do. And I think so often we get ourselves into all or nothing mindset that if I can't do it all, I do nothing. Or if I can't do it the way I want to do it, then I can't do anything. Or I think, well, I'll just worry about this for a little bit of time and I'll deal with the consequences later, except that later shows up. And now there's a whole bunch of consequences to deal with. So it can be really easy to be in denial that, you know, these choices are going to matter. And I, I mean, I do believe that there isn't really one choice that matters Mm -hmm. that much, but every choice matters. And it really is about, um, you know buying into that idea that it's the cumulative effect of everything we do over the course of time that's going to impact the outcome and you can certainly abuse yourself or you know neglect yourself for a little bit of time right. and probably bounce back and come out okay but you can't do that for an extended period of time and and quite honestly how long you're able to get away with it really has to do with what condition were you going into that so I will say for myself, when this whole pandemic COVID stuff started, I first had a pity party. I I went through all the stages, anger, Mm -hmm. denial, grief, acceptance, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yep. yep. Um, I I think I cycled through that in about four days and then I decided, okay, this is the reality and you get to decide how you want to come out of this. Mm -hmm. You can pretend like it's a snow day and just sit home and eat and drink yourself to death and curl up on the couch and watch TV and be sad and mad and irritated about what's happening in the world or you can live your life to the best of your ability and do what you can do with the situation that you have and honestly there was really very little reason to change what i was doing right it tweaked a little bit i mean i didn't get to go to my gym either right and as much as i hate home workouts I did them <laughs> right because the alternative of not working out that's just I know for me that's just not an option, no, no. so it definitely is often going to require that you do things you don't really want to do, and that's right. that's part of life, I think
0: well, it is, and even today is a great example. I woke up <clears throat> and um so that was hey, man, I woke up to that's one good thing, but then <laughs> I'm like, okay, i've got a really really easy day which Michelle knows that's not what I said we got on here and started talking before we turned on the microphones but I got an easy day so I'm gonna go take a walk this morning go get a good quick morning walk in and that's something I've set a goal for is like okay let's get back in that habit I've been doing other stuff too and I'm so glad I did because the rest of the day went to hell in a handbasket and now here I am it's it's like 4.20 uh, in the afternoon, folks, when we're recording this. And I was like, I'm going to get to the gym and still go swim some laps. That isn't going to happen because the world has exploded all around me. But the thing that I was getting at here is I made a choice first thing this morning. I could have said, oh, you, you got all day to get this done. And I'm so glad I just like followed my intuition. And sometimes I feel like this is something that we don't do enough of is listening to ourselves, our bodies. And and following what they tell us it needs, even if it's a simple walk. And that walk set me up so I can't even imagine how I'd be feeling right now if I hadn't taken that walk right and early this morning. I probably would be like, just give me another glass of wine because I said I wasn't gonna drink during the week, but screw it, I had a crappy day. I feel good enough that I'm like, no, I I, even though I've had a really cruddy day, I'm good. And I think this is something that people don't listen to enough is themselves.
1: Well I absolutely agree and you just you just outlined hard now to avoid harder later. So right it's harder to get up and go for the walk than it is to just lay in bed. But you chose to do that and you avoided harder later of the rest, you know, how you're going to feel later today and you know I think that's it we end up making kind of that poor decision in the moment and then we regret the consequences of it later and whether it's men, women, honestly, I I teach all, I teach everybody. And it's, it's pretty much the same. We do not value the importance of self-care. We feel like this thing here, this being that you are can just run on autopilot and it can't, it does require some maintenance and some attention, but those are hard. That's always the answer. Mm -hmm. The healthy choice is the hard choice. And so, You know, you really do need to have that internal conversation with yourself. Like, okay, Rick, why am I going to get up out of bed anyway, even though I don't feel like it? Right.
0: Right. And I think the other thing too, is making room for things. You know, we're talking a lot about self-care in the physical realm, but I don't think enough people make self-care a priority in their mental realm either. It's like, uh, you just keep going. You keep going. Like today is one of those days that I keep going and I keep going and I keep going. And then- my husband came home for lunch and I was like, oh, crap, it's already lunchtime. And I thought, okay, Rick, this was another thing you said you're not going to do. You're not going to just work solid. And then I thought, well, wait, no, I did stop because I did stop. I, I raised my desk up because I kind of what I, my here's a little tip, folks, of like, okay, let's let's kind of keep changing things up because I coach a lot and I'm at my desk a lot. I try to every other coaching session, do one of them stand up desk. And the next one sitting down so that I get the, there's some variety to my day. I can tell you, honestly, if I sit at the desk all day long, I am a stressed out mess by the end of the day. And that one little act of, okay, this time I'm going to stand, this one I'm going to sit, this one I'll stand, this one I'll sit. And I'm sure there's some little tricks that you have helped clients with, like these minor modifications that help them do things that they're like, really, that's going to make a difference?
1: Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I have this conversation all the time that human beings were not designed to sit. Back in the day, if you sat for probably more than an hour at a time, it's because you were sick, injured, or dying. Other than that, you were moving your body all yep. the time. Yep. So now if you are sitting, your body thinks you must be sick or injured or dying. So I'm going to kick into survival and help save you from whatever it is. that's trying to take you out. So we slow down metabolism. We slow down circulation. We don't get blood and oxygen to the brain. This is why we feel like garbage, not only physically, mentally, but also structurally, it's horrible. (laughs) The body really prefers to be in a straight line and sitting is a whole bunch of crooked lines. So I will always tell people if you can stand instead of sit, you should stand. If you can move around instead of stand still, move around. If you can move Mm -hmm. around with more intensity than less, do that. And it's amazing the people that I coach and other um, podcasts that I've been on who notice that I am standing up when I'm doing our recordings. It's because the only time I sit down is if I'm driving in a car or if I'm actually eating a meal. That's it. Other than that, I don't sit because I don't like how it feels. Mm -hmm. And when they start adopting the stand more than sit, they email me like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I can't believe that simple thing. It gives me more energy. My body doesn't hurt as much. I feel like I'm, you know, more productive. And and that's because your body is allowed then to function in the position it was designed to function. And that is just the tiniest little thing. It's so simple. You don't have to have a fancy standing workstation desk. Literally, if I could show you what I am, I'm at my kitchen counter with a chewy box because I have animals and my laptop on top of it. And that is my standing workstation. Um, So it doesn't have to be super elaborate. But I think those little things are at least getting up every hour and moving your body. You cannot get so engrossed in your work that you forget to eat that you forget to drink water, that you forget to stand up and move your body because the body and brain don't function without those things. So maybe it's, you know, set a timer. So every hour you get up for five minutes and you do something.
0: You yeah, know, it's again, interesting, Because you, you know, I, I coach, you know, so the way Michelle and I got connected, she's in a speaking coaching program that I coach and that's how we got connected. I was coaching her. But here's the interesting thing. I have my coaching sessions, timed out where they're not back to back, but there's like 15 minute gaps between them. And as soon as that session's done, that's my, that is my signal, like drink water, stand up. If I'm switching from one to the other, um, do a little walk about real quick. Even if it's just for a minute, just kind of walk around the room, get, you know, so that I get the blood pumping again, because I'm diving back into some kind of heavy duty mental stuff. Right. But people are like, but don't you waste a lot of time i'm like what do i have to waste except my health except myself there's no waste to any of this
1: right and here's what people don't really fully appreciate is you do, you are not functioning at your capacity when you're not taking care of yourself you are not mm-hmm. nearly as productive as you think you are and i guarantee you you take that 5 minute break an hour you come back more refreshed, more productive than if you just try to plow through. And especially now you add in the fact that we're staring at computer screens, which is totally something that this human vessel was not designed for. And, you know, people talk about Uh, Zoom fatigue or just the the additional fatigue that they're feeling and and they wonder like, why is this? Well, it's because now you are literally constantly in front of your computer. And I tell people, you know, while you're working from home, if you are not doing a commute anymore, use that commute time to do something for yourself. Don't just get up and start working. Why would you do that? This is not what life is about. And I mean, again, it's the small things that you do daily that are going to impact the outcome. And I think too many people really don't buy into the idea that these little things can actually matter. They're like, oh, what's the point of five minutes? Whenever I tell somebody, you know, if you have five minutes a day and that's truly all you have, then make it the hardest five minutes you can possibly move your body. And they're like, oh, five minutes is dumb. What's the point? And then I put them through a five minute workout and they're like, okay, I get it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, because I know for a thousand percent certainty, five minutes is better than zero minutes. I know that for sure. Especially if you do five minutes every single day of your life over the course of time versus you do zero. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's, it's been interesting throughout this entire, you know, experience that we're in as a, a humanity. I came from a place where I work from home. Like you, I work from home. So this was like, this wasn't any big transition. It's like, okay, well, until I realized, wait, the biggest transition for me was I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah, I was so used to like, okay, I can work from home and then I'll run to the gym or I'll run and go to the store or whatever. And suddenly it was like, I couldn't go anywhere. And I started, I started like really freaking out to the, point my husband's like what is wrong with you I'm like well first of all everybody's invaded my work from home space so (laughs) you know all of us who were independently doing this were like wait this was our little secret but then I realized this other stuff was really really truly important to me and I wasn't getting it done and that's when I said okay well I can't go to the gym so what can I do and I immediately like ordered some like you know bands and stuff and they never got here because everybody else was ordering them i'm like well let's see you haven't been on your bike in a while uh you go walk all the time so just up the walking all this stuff and i was fighting so hard so back to hard now or harder later i thought i why am i fighting this i know i will go absolutely nuts if i don't do something not just for my physical well-being but for my emotional well-being as well So as you've gone through this, worked with lots of different people, let's kind of get to us guys. Do you see some patterns in men that crop up more than women when they're trying to work through some of this stuff? Like, are they more stubborn? Do they think they got it all figured out? Anything that you can kind of say, hey, I know this and here's something I've done to help guys who feel like they really can't do this?
1: Yeah, actually, the biggest thing that stands out to me is they don't want to acknowledge that they're struggling. They put on the facade that they're doing just fine. Um, So I teach, you know, virtually to groups. And then a lot of them, we offer one-on-one coaching. And that's typically what comes out in the coaching call. You know, they have to be the strong person for their family. They can't show that they're, you know, worried or stressed or... Um, you know that they're struggling because they can't leave their house either, and their kids are making them go crazy. And the constant activity in the house, they can't focus on their work, and and so they feel like they have to be this pillar of strength for everyone and everything around them. And while while that is acknowledged, um, I think they also recognize that if they don't start being open about it and doing something about it this pillar is to crumble. So, you know, putting self-care at the top of your list is something I tell people, you have to do it. And you have to decide if you want to be able to take care of everyone and everything around you, you have to take care of you. Because when your pillar crumbles, that's not helpful to anybody. And recognizing that, yes, you're the you know, you're the man of the house and you're the strength and you're the one that's keeping the glue together uh, or keeping everything together. You're the glue. Um, You're still a human. Right. And if we can just tear down the walls, be vulnerable, acknowledge that maybe you don't know everything. I do get a lot of resistance. Well, I know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. Well, do you really know what you need to do? Because I bet I bet you don't, or maybe you know some of it, but I bet there are a lot of things that you haven't heard or you don't know, or maybe just because that's what you heard that somebody did, that doesn't mean that that's what's going to work for you. So I would say be open-minded, acknowledge that maybe you don't know everything um, and, you know, be willing to accept help, um, be willing to reach out for help. That's not a sign of weakness. I know a lot of people think, oh, asking for help is a sign of weakness. I think it's a a rather bold sign of strength, honestly, no matter who you are, to recognize that you need guidance or support or whatever, um, instead of, you know, just kind of, let's just fake it till we make it because you you might not make it (laughs) quite the way you think you're going to.
0: <clears throat> it's so interesting that you brought that up because one of the things that I talk about a lot with my guys <clears throat> that I'm coaching on various levels of life transitions is, so how is that faking it till you make it going for you? And they always like get really quiet and I'm, and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, exactly what I just asked you. You're, you're faking it saying, okay, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, but it's not really, you're not really doing it. So that faking it isn't getting you anywhere. So if you had to finally just like acknowledge that, which I love that you, the be open-minded, the acknowledge that you don't know everything and the asking for help are the three biggest things I deal with. Guys, I'm talking to all of you listening. Us guys do not like to do any of those things. Not saying that women don't either, but guys, there's just something about our warrior energy and masculine, this is what a man's supposed to be that hold us back. And I'm so glad Michelle said, you're still a human, plain and simple. You are still a human. So, so before we kind of wrap it up here, I want to talk about your book because we haven't talked about that yet. So let's go back into like the better being, but let's talk about your book that you just recently published and all that good stuff. Give us a little insight into that.
1: Yes. Thank you. Um, So it's called the you revolution, the journey of a better being and the You Revolution is a lifestyle enhancement, personal growth and development course that I created and have been teaching for quite some time now. And uh, one of the participants in the class a few years ago said, you should write this in a book. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So um, it's basically one person described it as the owner's manual for how to be a healthy human. Um, I cover everything, mindset, goal setting, attitude, communication, relationships, nutrition, exercise, stress management, literally all, all the it. things, yeah, that a human needs in order to not just thrive, or not just survive, but but to thrive. And, um, you know, it's, it's also the journey of the better being. So that's me, I, I thread my own personal story through it, because I find that that's really how people relate, um, by knowing that, everybody goes through pretty much the same thing. It might be packaged a little differently, but we're all struggling in different ways, every one of us. So no matter who you are and you think you have these problems that nobody could possibly understand, mm -mm, nope. There's lots of other people going through very similar things. So I find that just through sharing that story, um, whether it's through the book or through teaching or coaching, that that really starts to open up the dialogue and it does help tear down the walls. It does help, you know, people become a little more vulnerable and willing to be open. And that's when real growth and change can start to happen.
0: So what is one of the things that you feel like as we wrap up here that you know, when you offer it up other than the one that I, favorite <laughs> thing that you've said so far of the many things, but that, harder now or harder later, but what's one piece of advice you have seen work over and over again for people who are struggling with either getting started, trying to stay in the game. What's something you have said to people that's really like, okay, when that light bulb goes off, you can see the light bulb go off.
1: You know, It's definitely trying to bust out of that all or nothing mindset and getting out of this idea that there's going to be some instant result with little to no effort this idea that, oh, it's just this, I just need this magic meal plan or this particular workout and this is gonna solve all my problems. It's not, it's it's a whole bunch of different things. And I think when you assess where you currently are in your daily habits and you can identify which of those are really helping you be a healthy, happy human, then let's keep on doing those. But when you recognize that there are some that are maybe preventing you or, or pulling you away from that, then let's start to latch on to some that you're ready and willing to change. Because you, that's the thing is a lot of times we know we need to do things, but if we're not ready or willing to make that change, doesn't matter what meal plan I give you. right? You're not going to do it as a lifestyle. So I think it's about, you know, embracing the journey. It's going to be hard. Embrace the hard and just go through your process. But it really does require that you do the work. So, you know, get out of this idea that, it's, it's going to be easy or that if I don't see a result right away, it must not be working. No, it is. Every yep. choice you make is having an impact one way or another.
0: So if somebody wants to find you, let's give out the web address real quick before we wrap it up, Michelle.
1: Yes. Betterbeings.net is the easiest way to find me. Um, so you can go to that website. There's uh, blog articles and some things like that as well. there. So a little more insight to me. Cool. Um, but yeah, I would love to love to hear from some of your listeners.
0: Great. Great. So guys, you have heard it not only from me, you've heard it from some other guys that we've had on that talk about getting fitter, dad bods and all this sort of stuff. And today you've heard it from a nice female voice who knows what she's talking about. So if you're not listening, it's on you. It's not on us. I love you all very, very, very much, but I'm right there with you. There's some things I know I'm changing right now because I want to be a better being and literally for myself and the people that I love. So so Michelle, thank you so much for being here today. So appreciate you and everything that you shared. And um, I'm sure there might be a chance we'll have you back maybe down the road in a, in a few months or so.
1: Well, that would be lovely. Thank you so much, Rick, for the opportunity.
0: That's a wrap for 40 plus. Real men, real talk. Where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men, Real Talk, where the conversations continue.